The questions you always had. The answers you were never given. The place to seek the truth. Welcome to Veritas. The idea that extraterrestrial life forms exist fires up controversy. Everyone wants evidence, photographic and otherwise, to ground the claiming cold, hard fact. There's a saying, for those who believe, no explanation is necessary. For those who do not, no explanation will suffice. Whether you are a believer or not, the next discussion will thrust you into the unknown universe of benevolent and malevolent aliens. Our guest has compiled an almanac as a preparation guide, a Bible of cosmic life, for the day when disclosure arrives, when global governments and religious factions tell the truth about the existence of extraterrestrials and admit that ETs have been with mankind throughout history. There are 82 extraterrestrial races that have interacted with all walks of life on our planet. Get ready to discover obscure, age-old, and new cases of personal contact, some ongoing and others' random chance encounters. You are listening to Veritas. If this is your first time, welcome home. To listen to tonight's full interview and all of our material, join the Veritas family and click on the subscribe button at veritasradio.com. You can make your purchase with a credit card, PayPal, cash, check, money order, and even cryptocurrency. We are now accepting Bitcoin, Litecoin, and Ethereum. Don't forget to visit the Veritas store for Focused Life Force Energy, MMS, CBD Pure Hemp Oil, Divinia Water, Pure Organic Sulfur, Flash Drives with all our Sanitas and Veritas Seasons, and other great products. And if you want to get in touch with Mel, want to be a guest on this radio program, have a guest suggestion, or have feedback, just click on the contact button of our website at veritasradio.com. And if you're listening on YouTube, like, subscribe, and share it. And click the bell to be notified when new interviews are available. And now, here's your host, Mel Hostelrick. Craig Campobasso is a casting director and award-winning filmmaker. He has been casting film and television for over three decades and was Emmy-nominated for casting David E. Kelly's Picket Fences. He recently cast Don't Come Back from the Moon, starring James Franco and Rashida Jones. The film Starbright and the television series The Adventures of Velvet Prozac. Craig directed, wrote, and produced the short film Stranger at the Pentagon which was adapted from the popular UFO book authored by the late Dr. Frank E. Stranges. It won Best Sci-Fi Film at the Burbank International Film Festival and the World Fest Houston International Film Festival. He is also the author of the autobiography of an extraterrestrial saga book trilogy. His latest book, which will be the highlight of tonight's episode, is titled The Extraterrestrial Species Almanac, The Ultimate Guide to Greys, Reptilians, Hybrids and Nordics. And for the first time on Veritas, I would like to welcome Craig Campobasso. Hello, Craig, and welcome. How are you? I'm good. How you doing? So I bet you your audience is now wondering what's a guy in the film business doing with a bunch of extraterrestrials? That's that's actually my <laughs> first question. <laughs> well, I I will say I became fascinated with um, life elsewhere. When I was 26, and I delved deep 
into uh, all the books that were available at the time, uh, lectures, UFO conferences. And over the years, I met and became friends with a lot of uh, MUFON directors and uh, the head of MUFON and um, also ufologists. And I started going... uh, on cases and and observing and that kind of thing. I've met with a lot of um, contactees, also with a lot of abductees, both uh, in, in the abduction scenario, good and bad experiences. And um, so, so I just have garnered for 35 years um, a wealth of information. And when people think of extraterrestrials, they pretty much go right to the common gray. Um, but it wasn't the case back in the uh, 50s and 60s. All of the contacts were human extraterrestrials. And they were coming and they were meeting with uh, 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 regular people uh, down here. And uh, they were uh, giving them information about, uh, especially about what we're doing to the planet, especially through atomics and and things of that nature. Um, And we'll get into more of that, I think, a little bit later on, because one of those beings was Valiant Thor, who... Uh, met with President Eisenhower and lived and worked at the Pentagon. But before you go there, Craig, if, if you don't yeah. mind interrupting, before you go there, I'm very interested to know, you had a situation, and I believe that sometimes memories pass through DNA, but you were in a quest to find your biological father. I want to get that part too, because that's an interesting background that we need to, to share. Yes, Uh When I was 12 years old, my mother told me that my father was my stepfather. They had married when I was one years old. My mother uh, had a a brief encounter with my biological father, and then she found out that he was married with a kid, so she ended the relationship. And uh, anyway, she didn't know that much about him. She just knew his name, and... um, so I, I often thought about him, but my dad was my dad, and I never thought of him as anything but my dad. So, so when the internet came about, I tried searching for him, and I would write a few letters to people who had his name, and, but it, uh, none of that panned out. And I really couldn't find him. And one day, a woman called me from Canada, and she said, I'm your fourth or fifth cousin, in genealogy, I'm a, gene, a real genealogist, and I'm looking for information on your mother's father's side. So I gave her the information, and I asked her if she could help me find my biological father. Uh, she said that she could. Um, about six months later, she um, sent me an email and said, I found him. Here's all the information. He passed away in 2006. Um, and this is where he's buried. Uh, so I immediately, the next morning, went down to the mortuary. I went to the front desk and asked if they had a name when his body was brought in, who called, and they actually did. And uh, they didn't have a contact number. I came immediately home, typed it into the Internet, and it was a gentleman 
been living right around the corner from me, different last names. So I wrote him a letter, um, put my picture in, said if he knew anybody in Fred's family to pass it along. Two days later, I get a phone call uh, from this man's son. The man was 74 at the time. Um, and he said, uh, my dad got your letter. And I said, oh, was your dad friends with Fred? And he said, no, he's actually his half-brother. They have the same mother. And I went, oh, so you're my cousin. And he goes, yeah, I guess I am. And so anyway, this was all connected through the genealogist, by the way, through DNA. So there was no question that it could be a question mark if I was or not. So I met them both for dinner. And it was a very wonderful, long three-hour dinner. And my uncle, an hour into the dinner, uh, uh, turns to me and he said, okay, so your father wanted to, um, he wanted to go into the air guard, but he wasn't old enough. My mom had to sign a piece of paper. So he was in the air guard before he was 18. When he was 18, he went right into the air force. And then as an afterthought, he said, oh, and by the way, he worked in that Project Blue Book. Well, my jaw literally hit the ground because that was the last thing on the face of the planet I thought I would ever hear. So they, uh, so my uncle continued to fill me in on, you know, his entire life and uh, his one, he has three sons, uh, two of them were into UFOs and they had tried to pry out of him what he knew, but they said he would, would never budge. And I said, well, he was really good at keeping secrets because he kept me from you guys. You didn't even know about me, right? So anyway, my uncle went and did his DNA and it connected uh, me and him right away um, because I kept saying that we have Spanish blood from Spain. And um, and he said, no, no, I, we don't, I don't have that in mind. And I said, no, it's from your mother. I said, I guarantee you it's from your mother. So that's why he actually went and did it. And, and then he called me and goes, well, I'll be darned. We do have Spanish blood from Spain. So long story short, here I am writing books now for MUFON. I'm writing the second book now. And, um, you know, the... The interesting fact is, is uh, MUFON is a U- U.S.-based nonprofit uh, comprised of civilian volunteers who study reported UFO sightings. And Project Blue Book was the U.S. Air Force study on UFOs that started in 52, was decommissioned in 70, and investigated over 11,000 sightings. And his main study was determine if UFOs were a threat to national security and to scientifically analyze UFO-related data. So, so the similarities did not end there when, when he left the Air Force after some time and he came back to Los Angeles. He ended up getting a job. Uh, he joined IATSE, the union, and he ended up becoming the head of construction at Warner Brothers and built sets for movies and TV for many, many years. And I'm thinking... Our DNA is like the same. 
we basically had similar career paths in this UFO world and in the film business, which I just find extremely fascinating. So it was very exciting to learn about who he was, not only from my uncle and cousins, uh, but from his best friend and from um, from a stepbrother and two stepsisters who he also raised and, and uh, they loved and adored him. So uh, uh, our, I, you know, our, our paths were just not meant to cross in this lifetime, but I've, I've picked up a whole nother family, which, uh, which are just fantastic people. So that's a pretty mind blowing story right there. So you put this all together and I think of, I have to give a, a, a honorable mention to our friend, Clifferson, who just passed away a few days ago. And my very yes. first interview about the extraterrestrial races and the catalogs was with him back again in 2008. So I just wanted to just say rest in peace and my thoughts and prayers are with this, the, the Stone family. But how did the extraterrestrial species almanac come into being? Well, uh, it was uh, two steps. My book agent called me and said, I've got a great idea for a book, and you're the man to, to write it. And he said, it's called The Extraterrestrial Species Almanac. And I went, oh, that's good. I said, and I can write that book. And he knew that I could because, because of my involvement uh, in the UFO community for over 35-plus years and also because of the writing of my book uh, series, The Autobiography of an Extraterrestrial Saga, which will be seven volumes in the end. There's four, there's four volumes now. Um, so he literally, I am not kidding you, Mel, he sold this book within four days, and I was writing it the following week. And I had to sit back and say, wow, this never happens like that. Book deals don't happen that fast. And, and I thought, the universe must want this out there in the universe. Maybe there's going to be an event. Maybe there's going to be some form of disclosure. Maybe there's going to be more and more sightings. And people are going to want a reference guide or something of that nature. So... So what I did was, is when I started compiling the extraterrestrials, is I went to all of my favorite books that were from contactees. Um, some were from the Wendell Stevens collection. Uh, he did over 60-some books with contactees from around the world with human and other uh, diff different-looking extraterrestrial races and so i got permission to uh use those books um and a lot of people don't even know about those books because they're they're not in print anymore but they can get them in a pdf format uh at ufophotoarchives.com uh it's like a plethora of information there so And then uh, there was another contactee case that I was particularly fond of, um, uh, Maurizio Cavallo, who had written a book called Beyond the Heavens. Oh, and it was our his Italian interaction. Uh, what's that? Our Italian friend. 
I just yes. I've known him for years, and I was just in Rome, and he was in a in a record player store. Great guy. Oh my God! Does he speak English or uh, Martin, only Italian? Uh, no, he speaks he speaks both. Oh, he does. Okay. Because I interact with him online, but I always translate it into Italian. And with having an Italian last name, he always replies back in Italian. <laughs> so then I have to Google translate that. So um, I just love his story. And he he allowed uh, me to reprint uh, uh, Sewell's picture, a male clarion, and Nelfa, uh, a female clarion. And she's... Um, she deals with astrobiology and chronoastronomy. It's uh, sort of like the measurements between the dimensions and things of that sort. So, By the way, my apologies. Of- my apologies. It's Mauricio Bayata, the one I know, but I also know ah, of Mauricio Cavallo. So I'm, right. I'm, I'm Mauricio looking at a picture Cavallo. here with both Mauricios with Travis Walton. That's why I get confused. Sorry. Yes, yes. Mauricio Bayata speaks uh, English for yes, sure. Yes, yes. Yes, yes. So, so anyway, that was just one of the most fascinating books. And, and these clarions are living here on the planet as well. There's, uh, and they say there's many others that are living here. They've come to lend their fully conscious energy to the planet because when they're here, it also helps raise up the vibration. And uh, and then another one of my favorite contactee cases is Ricardo Gonzalez, who meets with the Alpha Centurions, and um, uh, and there was uh, several years ago he took a giant group out to Mount Shasta, and they were in a big field, and Amaral, um, uh, who is one of these uh, very tall. Um, Alpha Centaurians, um, was going to greet some of them. So these people, he, he was told which ones to bring into the forest. And, and these select people actually got to meet him. And they appear through a Zendra. So it's sort of like this big half, half circle that is an interdimensional thing that they can project their image into and converse with you, right? So so that was another one of my um, favorite races as well. And their um, artist renderings uh, that he had done of the male and female uh, from Alpha Centauri. Um, uh, we always, they were able to reprint their likenesses also uh, in the book with, with his permission and the artist's permission. So, so yeah, so it was a lot of, uh, a lot of research. I also talked to some people that, uh, I don't know, have you ever had, um, uh, extraterrestrial hybrids on your show? I have. Oh, wonderful. Allegedly. I always say allegedly because as you know, unless I, right. I can do a DNA test and even still, if we don't have a point of reference to say, oh, by the way, yes, we know that you come from Alpha Centauri or from, from, <laughs> you know, Aldebaran or somewhere we can't tell right. for sure, right? That's right. That's right. So I did speak to um, uh, a couple uh, people who were hybrids about their races, but they were very, 
how shall we say, um, uh, very schooled. Thank you for listening. To unlock the full two-hour interview, including video formats, downloads, transcripts, exclusive articles, and more, subscribe to Veritas Plus now. Gain access to our entire archive dating back to 2008. Just click subscribe at veritasradio.com. Because you don't want to believe, you want to know. Subscribe now. To listen to the rest and all of our exclusive material, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or join the Veritas Plus family by subscribing. Click on the subscribe button at veritasradio.com. Don't forget to visit the Veritas store for focused life force energy. Get a 15-day free trial today with no credit card required. And if you want to get in touch with Mel, want to be a guest on this radio program, have a guest suggestion, or have feedback, just click on the contact button on our website at veritasradio.com. Now, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or subscribe to listen to the rest of the interview. You don't want to miss it. Because you don't want to believe, you want to know. What are you waiting for? Subscribe now at veritasradio.com.